song I ask my daughter to sing before that's on my heart today in my spirit. As a song that answers where we are today in the natural and in the spiritual. A song that talks about what we left a long time ago and that we need today as we did then and just didn't do it. But today, a new year, a new decade, a fresh start. This year, let our focus be not on us. But on the word of God. Oh, how did the church start leaving its textbooks on the shelf? And we're more in love with intellectual textbooks than it was in the textbook. There's only one book that matters, that you know it. There's only one book that you ought to follow. There's only one book, one book, one book. Today, what we need in America, in the church, and in the world, not my will, but thy will be done. We need, we need a word. I said we need a word. We need a word. When the church doesn't even respect those who God sent with his word, tells you about the state of the church today.
churches say they like the music better than the word. <laughs> Majoring in minors. Everything in a worship service is surrounded about opening your hearts and your ears to the word. still sometimes it feels overwhelming but I will be obedient to you until you bring me home and so I ask During this day of trouble and strife, division, that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. I know your standards are. Be acceptable in my sight, in your sight. Let all I say and do please you. For you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. What the world needs now. 
is a word from the Lord. Help me now in Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. with us now to the Old Testament book of Isaiah, written by the prophet preacher by the name of Isaiah. Some would say the greatest prophet preacher of all of them. Come to the 43rd chapter. We've been there before recently. Where we talked about, he knows my name. And we're gonna look at Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 21. Let's see, 18 through nine, yes. I changed it. <clears throat> Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 21, as you have the word in front of you, as your ears are open to hear the word of God this morning, I invite you to stand if you're able. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, behold means pause, stop, pay attention, get the new instructions, see what's going on. Behold, I am doing a new thing. God says. Now it springs forth. God is saying, as I'm talking about it, it's coming to pass. But do you, church, do you see it? Do you, do you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I know it's bad, but I'm going to fix it. The wild beasts will honor me, everybody. You might not praise me, but the wild beasts gonna honor me. The jackals and the ostracists, everybody and everything. For I am the one who gives water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. To give drink to my chosen people. You are all chosen if you up in here today. The people meaning the church, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare, why did I form them? Why did I put them together? Why did I say forsake not the assembly? For one reason, did I, did I put them together to have meetings, did I put them together to have parties, did I put them together to be a club? No, why did I put them together? I put them together that they might declare my praise and our hunger to be praised 
We are here to declare God's praise. Somebody say amen. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Smile at someone. Amen. It didn't cost you nothing. It didn't hurt. And it probably prevented some wrinkles in the future. It certainly warmed your hearts. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. God wants to do a new thing in your life. And then say, and mine too. <laughs> and everybody. My beloved, we're entering a season of spiritual things. It's a season where the gifts of the Holy Spirit will flourish. And they will manifest greatly across the globe. And those who are mature in faith will, will receive the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. While those in the church liking maturity will not. God is doing a new thing, and it's new thing to the church and to all of us this year and this decade who call ourselves Christians is to grow up in the spiritual. Look at his neighbor and say, grow up. today again is the children of Israel, the children whom God chose. You know, you can't tell God who to choose. <laughs> you can't tell God who called. You can't tell God who to anoint. So don't get mad at people when God might use them in a way that you think they don't deserve because that's not your business. Somebody say amen. 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 God is calling on Israel, the ones that he had done so much for. He had liberated them from slavery. It wasn't Lincoln, it was God. He had liberated them from slavery. He had empowered them to go to Cana, to a better land. He watched them take on the ways of their masters. He let them build the temple and then watch them stay at home and not go to the temple he had allowed them to build. He watched them hear the words of Moses and he watched them not be obedient. But yet, Yet, the God 
his mercy and in his grace that God still went back to Israel and he called on them one more time. That's what I love about a new year. It's like, one more time, God. You're giving me another chance, God. What a wonderful God you are. He went back and he called on Israel to embrace their future. They thought what they had been doing was good enough. <laughs> but that's not what God thought. So God said, I am doing, Israel, a new thing. Where you are, where you think you're doing, and all the things that you are doing, I'm not satisfied with that. And so forget it. Forget what you're doing. Forget what you used to do. Oh, that's hard for people today. That's one of the reasons denominations are in trouble today. They didn't know how to make the turn. They didn't know how to make the shift. People in denominations in America say, I ain't moving. Some companies didn't move. They gone. Some denominations didn't move. We're going to shut down. Just like businesses, that is natural, so it is in the spiritual. Because we refused to keep our eyes on the one with the plan, who is God. God has to be the center of all that we do. He said, so Israel, I'm going to give you another chance. You better pay attention. Behold, he said, behold. I, God, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you see it? God has already started doing a new thing. The things we used to do in church, people don't do that no more. Somebody say amen. I'm just so glad that I can flow with the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a church where it was just like everybody was nice. They were all professional. And it was all about them. And that was nice growing up. You know, it was nice. It wasn't holy, but it was nice. <laughs> they took care of us. They pampered us. They petted on us and each other. They thought they had it made because they had been to school. They didn't know school had nothing to do with spirituality. And because they didn't change. They didn't hear. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. They like Toys R Us, Blockbuster. Oh, but I'm telling you, there's a new thing in the natural, and it's called Amazon. Those in charge of Amazon were in tune with the change that needed to be made for that day, that time. They could see a new thing. And they weren't so caught up 
in the whole thing that they didn't know how to bury it, throw it away, and start anew. Now, don't think some churches didn't know how to do that because the mega churches are the fastest growing in all of America. It's the denominations that had a problem with change. Somebody say amen. I'm not talking about it. I'm just telling you what it is. It's a fact. It's a fact. All the mainline denominations are now dying. Why? Because they didn't heed the word of God. When I was growing up, they were more concerned with the discipline than they were the Bible. Really tell you the truth from what I know now, they didn't know the Bible. Because they didn't teach me the Bible. <laughs> and they didn't do things the Bible way. Somebody say amen. I'm just going to confess. God will let us do our thing for a long time. But let me tell you what God has done. We can never think that the way we're doing it is the only way to do it. We can never think that because we're doing it, that's the way God wants it. We can never think that we don't have to look and see what God is doing today and not be concerned about change. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not? Can you not see? Can you not see the main line dying? And can you not see the non? Can you not see? Are you blind? Are you so arrogant that you're going to keep doing it if it's not even what God says to do? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? That little church was good when I was a baby, but it wouldn't let me grow up. I had to go to another church where they made all the changes. Got in all the trouble. Made all the changes at the time. Brought in the Hammond B3 organ. Oh, and the people were so mad. And the pastor said, I'll pay for it myself. I said, put this hymn book down. We ain't talking. We ain't doing that no more. We finna do church in a whole different kind of way. And those who didn't like it left. And then thousands of people, thousands of people, thousands of people came. And all God wants to know is, how many did you save? Don't get it twisted. God's question to us is, how many did you save? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. The Israelites seem to be trapped by looking back and dwelling on the past. I'm telling you, I get so tired of hearing people. You know what we used to do? I don't care. We used to do it like this, and we used to do it like that. And I can look at a church and tell them what they're doing is what they ought to do, be doing. I can look at a church and tell if what they were doing is what they should have been doing. Do you see it? Do you not perceive it? Oh, my God. God was planning an exciting future 
for his chosen people. Let me tell you something. When you get locked down in what used to be, you use an energy. That's energy for the past. What can you do about the past? When you get locked down on the hurts and the pain and the trouble and the mistakes that you made in the past, what can you do with that? When you get locked down on who hurt you 20 years ago, on what woman you lost 30 years ago, on who died, on any, when you get locked down on things that have happened in your life that you had no control over, let me tell you something, boo, you still don't have control over it. Some things for us to move forward, some things need to be buried. Bury them, turn around, let it go. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go and let God. There's an art to looking back. Maybe a time back, right? It's a time to embrace our future. Because the only thing I look back to see is where God has brought me from. That makes me, that makes me not afraid to make a change. In fact, I get bored anyway. Maybe God put that in a preacher's spirit. I can't saying the same thing over and over. Oh my God, give me a break. God is doing a new thing. The rearview mirror deserves an occasional glance. But our attention, our focus must be on the windshield. Somebody say, amen. And so notice the boldness in Pastor Isaiah's proclamation. You know, the people didn't like Isaiah. They didn't like most of the prophets because the people don't like the truth. Because the devil has made the truth feel bad and a lie feel good. Ah, said, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. If we are going to embrace our future, then we must perceive and see and get excited about a new thing. Amen. It's not that the past was always bad. The past was good, but sometimes in the past was for the past. It's time is over. Everything has an expiration date. And I say amen. Oh, Lord. So, it's so much, it's just too much. I just got too much. I got too much. So let me see what can I go in. I mean, okay. Then, first thing we have to do is learn how to forget the past. Stir it up in us that something new is coming. Rejuvenize ourselves. You want some new blessings in your house? Then clean it up. When you have an old dress, you don't mind go getting a new dress. You have some old shoes, you don't mind go getting some new shoes. God is saying he's doing a new thing. Don't you want to know what it is? Look at your neighbor and say, I want to know. So secondly, we then can embrace God's new thing if we can accept God's promise of a new thing. Now see, don't let nobody tell you 
to leave your old thing and they ain't got nothing better. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Honey, I wouldn't be with him. You ain't got nobody. <laughs> I sure wouldn't do that. You ain't doing nothing. People like to hold you hostage to things. I'm telling you, stop listening to people. Listen to God. It was God's promise, not man's promise, to do a new thing. That's what makes it so exciting. The most exciting time in my life was the change I went through at the church that started doing it different. That's where I found the Holy Ghost. That's where I found the Lord. That's where I knew the word of God. God says, I'm doing a new thing. So if you love God, you ought to get excited. Well, God, what you doing? I want to be in on that. What you doing, God? I see it. I see it. I want that, God. I want it. Ah, I should do it like God. <clears throat> the good pastor will bring in a mega church to let you see what they look like. So you'll say, I want that. What do you perceive? It's a new thing. Beloved, most people like the sound of a new thing. Ah, if it's about them. But this promise is not optional. Nor is God asking for permission. God is not saying, may our church do a new thing? <laughs> you don't do it, I'll go across the street. Because nothing is going to toward God's plan. Don't get it wrong now. Not Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian. Ain't none of them going to stop God from doing what God wants done. His name said, he'll go across the street. I just want to go with him. I want wherever God goes, I want to go. The promise is not optional, nor is God asking for permission. God is not saying, may I, or I desire to, but God is declaring, I will do a new thing. And then thirdly, God tells us, 19b, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers and the deserts. Which means now, my new thing is going to be the most wonderful thing that will ever happen for you. However, it ain't always going to be easy. See, there's going to be some mess going on during the change. Because, you know, people don't like change. But when you're a child of God, and especially when you're a leader, you can't let the people get to you. That's what happened to Moses. He listened to the people. He didn't get to go to the promised land. Hallelujah. The Bible says to the pastor, the prophet, don't be scared of them because they're going to get mad. <laughs> God said, oh, it ain't going to be easy now. God is warning us that his new thing will bring new challenges and even some difficulties. Because you don't get something good for nothing. This means we're going to venture into uncharted territories and walk through some dry places. But it'll be worth it. Because a new thing God will do will be worth it. God will do a new thing. Because right now, for some of you in your life, things are hard and depressing and you're anxious and they're painful and there seems to be no way out. In other words, there's nothing but wilderness and confusion. 
Look at the world today. Wilderness and confusion. So you're talking about impeaching somebody. So what do they do to get you focused on something else? They try to start a war. Oh my God, like we stupid. <laughs> Listen, child of God, don't allow what you see to control what you believe. Don't allow what you see to control what you believe. Yes, God, in this change, it hurts in this change. I don't like it, but it's not about me. It's all about you. In this change, people gonna talk about me, but that doesn't matter because what they speak about me doesn't matter because with you, I am more than a conqueror. Now, Lord, what you wanna do? How are we gonna do this? What's up, God? He says, that's fine because I am going to do something to clear it all up. I'm going to make rivers, not a fountain, not a lake, rivers, rivers. I'm going to make rivers come to those of you who find yourself in the wilderness, and you will be filled. Then fortunately, God promises that no matter what we go through, the new thing will spring forth. That's what I've been saying. No matter what we think. No matter how arrogant we are, no matter how many general conferences we have, no matter how many meetings we have, no matter how we've been to school, we are the second largest denomination that we were uh, in America with the most educated. Look, Catholics are educated, United Methodist preachers are educated. Whole nother sermon. Let me get off of that. The new thing is moving off of obsession of the intellectual to the obsession of the spiritual. We are obsessed with the intellectual when we neglect the spiritual. And the spiritual takes more work than it is to be intellectual. All you got to do is remember and regurgitate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just remember. Just play the game. Get your paper. Play the game. Does that mean you saved? No. Does that mean you sanctified? No. Does that mean you filled with the Holy Spirit? No. Because in many seminaries, and that's my graduate school, they didn't even talk about spiritual things. And so we come to our churches, and our churches don't talk about spiritual things either. I'm doing a new thing. And so today, what I don't want you to forget is we can embrace the future if we're willing to forget the past. We can embrace God's new thing if we accept that God made that promise of a new thing. We can recognize that there will be difficulties ahead and that then if we will be a witness to what all is going on, see when the new thing comes and you get wrapped up in this new thing, this spiritual thing, I just have a hunger for the spiritual. It's like I just can't get enough. I can't get enough. 
all the classes that y'all are gonna be paying for the pastor. <laughs> Got to do with angels, speaking in tongues, words of knowledge, prophesying, words of wisdom, laying on the hands. Hallelujah, glory up in here, somebody. Because that's where God is today. His new thing is from world, from head to spirit. His new thing is all in the spiritual realm. So if you are not off into the spiritual realm, I really, I really, I really, uh, uh, I'm going to start hanging with people <laughs> who want to be more spiritual. I'm ready to talk about angels because angels are real. Mm. I want to talk about prophesying because prophecy is real. I, I, I want to talk about hearing the voice of God and knowing that's God's voice. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. I, I just want to be able to walk in a different way than I have ever walked before. Let me just sum this spiritual thing up. I just had so much to tell you today that I just don't even know where to start. I was doing good. I was doing good till a preacher called me by 9.30 last night and then opened the window to something else. And I'm going, child, I can't be preaching all that in one day. <laughs> but there are courses in universities now dealing with the spiritual realm. And I'm going to take them all if I can because I want to learn. It says, it's believers who love Jesus, who joyfully celebrate daily and perpetually on what Christ has accomplished for them. He atoned for us and made us holy before, before God. We have to invite him to convict us of any unconfessed sin so that we might be freshly aligned with who? His word, his ways, and his future. So from a spiritual realm, I wanted to know what does 2020 mean on the spiritual realm? Do y'all know it's so much about the spiritual realm? It's, it's more stuff about the spiritual realm than about anything else. That is the one we, anyway. 2020 on the spiritual realm can mean what it means on the natural. It means 2020 vision at the spiritual level. Don't you want 2020 vision at the spiritual level? 2020 is also the Hebrew symbol of pay. Pay means mouth. So this is the time of the mouth. We've been talking about decreeing and declaring. This is a time when the devil has you the quietest. But this is a spiritual time of the mouth. 
when the power of God's word spoken from your mouth will manifest things. Oh, y'all don't even get it. That ain't even exciting to you because y'all want to stay in trouble and y'all want to stay sick and y'all want to, oh my God, I'm just doing what I can, God. I can't, I can't get no pitching poured in the head. I can't, I can't do that. But. This is the year of decrees. Joe 22 said, decree a thing and it'll be established. It's a year of subduing your enemies through the word of God. So you ain't got to worry about nobody messing with you. All you got to do is speak the word of God because decrees will demolish his tactics of the devil and the assaults of the devil and intentions in your life. The power today is in the word of God when you speak it. Now, if you're too cute, if you're too educated, if that don't make sense to you, then the devil just got you because it don't take nothing for you to open your mouth, open up the word of God, and speak the word of God. But I guarantee you it's an exercise most of you won't do. Because the devil had us, has us quiet today. We got stuff in our ears. We don't want to hear our speak. We just want to listen to the devil. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the year and the decade of the mouth. What we decree and what we declare with our mouths will manifest. Good or bad? What you say, think about what you say before you say it. And to make sure that it's a good word, just go to the Bible. Get a Bible that has topical. Look up topical. So for anything you want to know about, it will take you to those scriptures. You want to know what words to speak if you're sick. You want to know what words to speak if you're broke. You want to know what words to speak if you're angry. You want to know what words to speak if you're depressed. Get you a topical Bible. Go to the word and speak it. I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare that the best is yet to come. That sickness and pain and sufferance will be obliterated because God is coming and Jesus said, I came that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. I decree and I declare that God will provide my every need in the decade of 2020. I decree and I declare that no evil shall befall me in the year of 2020. I decree and I declare that me and my whole household shall be saved in 2020. I decree in 2020 that I will be the lender and not the borrower. I decree that I will be the head, not the tail. 
Wow. 